Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our inaugural episode of what we may or may not call the AR-15 parts bin. So we're still in committee on that. We're going to wait and see how long that takes to get out. But uh, on this episode, we're going to sit down and talk with the gang about New Year's resolutions and anything else that just crosses our minds. So, J.D., with that, I think you have a little bit of housekeeping at the top of the show. We do. Um, so we've polled you guys. We asked you guys questions. Uh, we're going to bring you, try to bring you a little bit more content uh, this year, and this is one of those attempts at that. Uh, we haven't had uh, Michael and Anthony back on the show for a while, so uh, we are looking to um, bring things, uh, bring more content to you guys as uh, I'm trying to read a text message and talk to you. Uh, but with that, uh, Mike's going to name the episode by the end of the episode, and we don't know when it's going to end, so no pressure, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. But uh, some things to tell you about. Uh, we have teamed up with New Frontier Armory to do our first giveaway of 2018. It is a C45 side-charging pistol. Um, New Frontier Armory is a great friend of the show. Um, also, my lower enabler dealer. Um, all the guys out there, if you need anything, uh, any work done, check out New Frontier Armory. Um, they're very gracious to the show. The only place to sign up for it is at our new website, ar-15podcast.com. That's ar-15podcast.com. You can also find out how to support the show there. Uh, the biggest thing is, is we're trying to get the bills paid for the show so that nothing comes out of our own pockets. We will invest every uh, single piece of money or anything that comes in for the show to support it right back into the show. Nothing comes into our pockets. Uh, that is our promise to you. So if you appreciate the show and you want to support it and uh, help us get more content out there and do some of the cool stuff we want to do, uh, please uh, support the show. We've got uh, two guys at the old old man salty level, which is uh, named after our favorite old salty man, Reed. Uh, so Thomas and Jason, thank you so much for that. The old salty Ironside Club. Uh, also, we got three people in at the three dollar a month level, which we affectionately call the Sneak It Past the Spouse Club. So all your support um, really helping us out. In fact, uh, these supporters right now are going to help us uh, pay for some of the stuff at Shot Show when we rent the microphones and things like that. So thanks for that. Also, want to let you know uh, RTT is offering a discount. Uh, to the AR-15 podcast listeners, uh, 10% off of any custom rifle you want done through them, and also 20% off any Cerakote work. So uh, they're offering that exclusively to the AR-15 podcast family. So you can check them out at RTT Firearms. All you got to do is mention the AR-15 podcast, and they'll hook up your custom rifle build or Cerakote work that you want done uh, on your favorite black rifle or on your Glock or anything else uh, you want to get done. So check it out. RTT Firearms and uh, also AR-15podcast.com, our new website. You know, I think it's worth interjecting here that <clears throat> we we ask our listeners for money and we try to explain to them that we're trying to help our show become self-sufficient. But we should point out that for, what is it, five years now, uh, this has all been on our backs this has all been out of our pockets. This has all been time that we don't spend at our usual uh, vocation, time that we don't spend with our families so that we can bring you the content. And uh, we enjoy it, but we have ourselves carried this burden. So we're just looking for ways to help spread the wealth and try to make a better product for you because there, there ultimately are finite limits when we have day jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. And when I can tell my wife that, hey, guess what? <laughs> we 
Don't have to worry about paying for the, the, the website or any of the product giveaways or anything we have to do. Uh, that lessens the heat on my lower collection in the house. So I greatly appreciate that. And uh, so far, you guys have been great with the feedback and the support of the show. Um, once again, it all goes right back in the show. Um, I'm, Reed and I, we haven't discussed this, but um, we will release, as long as he's on board, we will release a detailed uh, breakdown of everything that has come into the show and how it was spent uh, in the year uh, that we get it. So uh, just to be fully accountable uh, for everything that comes in and uh, no matter uh, who supports the show or how much show the support gains, uh, I will still be making zero. Reed is uh, paying me a very fair wage for the <laughs> effort, energy, and talents that I have. So uh, check it out. AR-15podcast.com AR-15podcast.com That's a whole lot of house cleaning, uh, but we are giving away a rifle. So I let off with that. We are giving you a Cerakote deal through our TT Firearms. So uh, just some cool things that we got going and this is just the start. I was talking to another company today about a possible lightweight rifle giveaway. Uh, later in the year, we've got some other fun things lined up for you, and uh, we are all gearing up for SHOT Show. So this is going to be a bonus episode. I think, Mike, you just named it, right? Yeah, I came up with something. I sent it on the group text. We'll see what you guys think. Loose I like rounds. It. I like it. Yeah, the AR-15 podcast, Loose Rounds. I like it. No, I mean, we're not talking the episode. We're talking about anytime we break off and have one of these discussions, right? Yeah, it'll be the Loose Rounds. All right. That works for me. Like, you know, the ammo can. Sure. This is where we get to have the... We're going to find some three fifty seven SIG in there, I bet. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> say, I, still, I have some three fifty seven SIG brass that I found the other day. I put it in an envelope and send the four pieces to read. Oh, four pieces. <laughs> Come Can on. Can you even legally do that in California anymore? I don't think he's allowed yes. to have brass. Doesn't it have gunpowder residue? Isn't that explosive? No, no, it isn't. But you have to have ATF agents about. like live in your house if you live in California <laughs> to get him. See, again, the ATF doesn't care, and the state of California is so freaking incompetent that uh, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that until somebody gets handcuffed. <laughs> the problem is they'd have so to uh, actually find law enforcement that will work for them in Kern County. Our sheriff has pretty much said, uh, "Go pound sand." <laughs> Hmm. Well, you got to kind of like civil protest. That's good. Stuff. All right, guys, let's jump into some. So I asked this uh, on the Facebook page and we're going to get into our uh, own ones too. Uh, New Year's resolutions, firearms related or not. So I'm going to share a, a couple from our listening audience and then uh, we'll, we'll rotate around and share some of the things we're going to do. Uh, Thurman wrote in and said, one of my main resolutions this year is to get into competitive shooting, uh, USPSA or Carby matches, uh, then the usual lose weight, eat better that goes along from year to year. Uh, James Morrison also wrote, hopefully get my two stamp, uh, AR 15, nine millimeter approved and home. And then, uh, looking for a short 300, a shorty 300 blackout upper two. Uh, Mike wrote in, said buying a house, dude, that's a, that's a big thing. I know that one. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> so, Anthony, so well, since you're on the purchasing end of the house, what are your New Year's resolutions this year? Well, obviously to get the house, but um, the other thing too is, you know, I want to do some more firearms training this year. I, uh, you know, I try and take you know a couple of classes a year, and I realized that I failed miserably last year and didn't do any formal training. So, I, uh, I need to rectify that. Uh, in 2018 
and actually get out and take a class, even if it's, you know, more on the refresher level, just to, you know, get out and learn something rather than just going to the range and doing the same, same stuff over and over. That was one of the the themes I actually saw along uh, with the listeners who commented in, um, Mike wrote in said, uh, pay off one of the vehicles so we can uh, then knock the other one out in 2019. Uh, New Year's resolution from Ben Miller says, uh, make B-class and USPSA uh, production, uh, build a couple of ARs, build a couple of bolt guns, train, train, train. Non-gun related, be less of a douche and breed more. So, <laughs> And those are those are pretty good goals. Uh, if you comp- accomplish like three out of the five, I think you'd call 2018 a win. Uh, Mike, it's been a while since we've heard from you. What are uh, your 2018 resolutions? So I've, uh, you know, on, on, on the non-firearm side, I have some fitness goals and some professional things that I'm working on. Hopefully pay off some stuff and save more money, just like everyone else. But um, firearm related, I hope to go to static range at least twice a month uh, and work on, you know, fundamentals of marksmanship and hopefully go to, you know, some sort of tactical range where I can play make-believe for a little bit at least three times this year. And uh, I wrote myself some pistol standards. They're not very, uh, they're not overly ambitious or too advanced because I'm not a commando. I don't wear a cape at night or anything like that. So it's uh, it's more like don't hurt me or anyone else. But if I could take a training class, it would actually be a trauma medicine class to go with some of the everyday carry type stuff. I do carry a tourniquet on me. So, and, and I usually carry a first aid kit with some trauma gear in there. So a refresher on that from my EMT days would be a definite plus because I think that would probably come in handy even if it's not gun-related. You know, I think that might be a pretty decent show topic to have in the future to focus on uh, first aid, maybe range first aid, uh, day-to-day, uh, you know, day-to-day first aid that you can do. What do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah as I said, it's all, it's always an important topic. Um, you know, what we do is pretty safe, but things happen. Um, you know, as long as you're following the rules, it's pretty safe until, you know, until mistake, you know, until mistake or something unfortunate happens. And if it does, things go wrong quick. And uh, knowing how to deal with that would be something that'd be super valuable to all of us. Absolutely. Um, You know, speaking of that, um, I don't know if you guys saw the story uh, here on new year's Eve, of course, uh, the Las Vegas strip was probably the safest place in the world um, because of the events of the October 1st shooting Um, security was increased three times over. Uh, we, We actually had, um, National Guard and, you know, shooters positioned all around town, a lot of extra law enforcement. And, uh, there was a negligent discharge, uh, from an AR by a police officer here, uh, moving a barricade and the gun went off. Now, not much is being said of it, but if somebody who's paid to protect and goes through the training and the requirements and the courses and things like that, uh, if they have a negligent discharge, pretty sure it could happen to anybody. So uh, being prepared for something like that is probably not a bad tool to have in the toolbox, right? Right, right. I wholeheartedly agree. I think high-risk hobbies, you know, they come with a certain amount of uh, response, not only to yourself or whatever. If you go skiing, they teach you how to, like, you know, fall down properly. If you go, um, you know, climb a mountain, you know, a mountaineering, they teach you how to self-arrest. So knowing how to put at least put pressure on something and lift their legs up are probably a good thing. You know, of course, obviously other things, but at least the very basics are, are definitely something that couldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Reed, what do you got going on this year? What do you want to accomplish? You know, um, I've been toying with um, taking some classes to um, 
learned how to work metal, uh, welding, and you know some simple fabrication skills. You know, I think at, at some point I'd like to develop a skill set that would allow me to actually perform true gunsmithing um, on firearms, not as a profession, but as a hobby. So, I mean, I think it would be would be interesting, and so I'd like to I'd like to take a class uh, at our uh, local community college. Uh, it's a, a welding series, but it's it's about fabrication and and welding. Anything AR related or firearm related? You know, I, you know, I, I have I have been remiss in um, updating myself on a lot of really kind of you know current approaches to things that um, that I was trained to do years ago. Um, you know, certainly the the philosophy of, of the Marine Corps in the 80s was much different than it is today. And I know that there's a lot of um, intellectual capital out there in the civilian world trying to pass on that uh, information. So maybe taking a training class um, to uh, get a, a glimpse of, of what's going on in, in the current age. And, you know, I, I, I hold no illusions that, you know, attending an afternoon or even a weekend training class is, is going to in any way materially affect um, – my uh, potential or capabilities in the real world, um, but you know certainly I think that uh, from my perspective it's it's fun. You know it's it's about the entertainment. It's about um, doing new things, uh, pushing yourself. But yeah, I, I think I'd like to get some training. There are a couple of uh, facilities close that offer some pretty interesting training classes. So. Uh, Jared commented when we talked about New Year's resolutions. I think. Uh, we can all relate to this semi with our significant other, unless our significant other is into firearms. Uh, it's not let my girlfriend know my plans to build a 6.5 Creedmoor, a 6.5 Grendel, another 300 Blackout, and an 80% Glock 22 kit. Every time I get a lower parts kit in the mail, she's like, is that more gun stuff? Or who has an AR for every day of the week? So my New Year's resolution is to keep all my builds on the down low for the next year. Uh, Jared, best of luck to you. We call that sneak it past the significant other club. Um, I think we have all been members of that club, but uh, the first rule of that club is not to speak of it. So uh, good luck on your resolutions, Jared. Uh, For me, uh, this last year, um, I was able to get the healthiest I've been uh, in my lifetime. As uh, as of uh, yesterday, it was a year, and uh, I dropped 110 pounds and have worked – uh, very hard on fitness and uh, increasing my strength. And so uh, I've seen a lot of changes uh, in the past year. So focusing on that uh, this year, I've, I've got a little bit more weight to lose, but I'm more focused on uh, gaining strength. So really focusing on weightlifting and uh, just kind of living a healthy lifestyle, uh, being more active with my family, uh, going out around and doing some stuff. Um, finally finishing builds. Uh, and I know I get, I get a lot of grief for this. But um, there were some circumstances just beyond uh, my control, and uh, the, the the organization that I order my parts from they had some stuff going on, and so uh, you know I'm very understanding, and so I just got the last part yesterday in uh, F1 handguard, so uh, I'm very grateful that uh, all that stuff has now finally come in. Um, the bad news is is that Reed and Anthony, um, the room that you guys will be in for Shot Show, there's not much room. Uh, because there is a Brownells uh, 
you know, M16A1 clone build, you know, all the boxes there. There's an Aero Precision Arctic Builders kit there. There's a bunch of lowers. There's a, a Creedmoor build. Uh, there's the 308 build, an SBR build. There's a lot of stuff uh, in that room. So um, we'll find a little corner for Anthony and then uh, try to clear off the bed uh, for Reed for SHOT Show. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's going to be a good year for building rifles and stuff. Also, um, uh, you went to Precision, sent me one of the uppers. We just recently had them on the show. It's a very unique... Uh, to get hands-on and to actually see how it works and interacts with uh, uh, the AR platform. So I haven't got it completely built out yet, but uh, I did start working on it this past weekend and I'm very interested to go out and put some rounds downrange and see the bolt-action upper on a AR-10 lower. So uh, that'll be pretty good. Awesome. So anybody else have any resolutions that we haven't talked about? I forgot one. I, my... Uh my wife asked for something from her childhood for Christmas, so I ended up getting her a 410 single-shot break-open shotgun. So one of my resolutions is to take her to the range and have a little fun with that just for just for grins. But apparently she used to uh, shoot birds and whatnot with it as a kid, so that should be a pretty good time. So does your wife emasculate you on a regular basis? <laughs> Not quite. It's uh, She just grew up on a farm, so she likes strange things. <laughs> that, that's good old American that so stuff there. Katie uh, spit the liquid out all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to think of something really clever to say right when he was taking a sip. All right, what about you, JD? You know, just um, really invest in time in the show. Uh, you know, the hour or hour 15 that we do the show in is really the lowest amount of time I focus on the show throughout the week. Uh, talking to people, building relationships, um, getting people to get on board with giveaways and, and come on and do interviews. Uh, it takes, it takes a lot of time. And so just really, uh, enjoying what I'm doing here, uh, working with, uh, you guys and, uh, Reed and I probably talk more than we do to our, to each other, more than we do our spouses every day. <laughs> but, um, there's a lot of plans and it. it's really fun to be here right now, uh, to see how it's growing and how, uh, we're able to talk to people and, and talk to you guys every week uh, about something we genuinely enjoy doing. I mean, it, it's kind of a kick in the pants and we're getting ready for shot show and uh, reaching out to people we're going to see and having people reach out to us. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the content we're going to put out. Um, we asked, we heard you, we're going to try to do more shows like this that are going to focus on a topic. Of course, this is being kind of a, you know, a shoot the breeze kind of show uh, to catch up with everybody. Uh, but we're going to try to balance out the interviews with uh, topic shows um, that are the four of us or the three of us or whenever we can get together. Um, so just really put an effort into the show to see what it can do when we put a little grease to it. Well, you know, I'm sure that we've never brought it up. But, you know, I'd, I'd say probably a year ago, um, the uh, the effort of putting the shows together was beginning to wear. And... You know, JD and I talked, and I think at some point we just basically resolved that we need to get back to a point where we were having fun again, where we weren't putting the pressure on ourselves to get it all done. And, you know, I think that really this huge surge in making connections and getting these companies on the show is the byproduct of us finding that, you know, finding that groove again and finding that, that, uh, pace where it's fun 
we're we're just enjoying the hell out of being here and just shooting the bull. Exactly. It's uh, and you know having Anthony uh, helping with the behind the scenes stuff and being able to come on and host the show, uh, and even just going out and shooting in the desert and uh, being able to talk to somebody else and nerd out about uh, the show. <laughs> You know, because I try to talk to my wife about it, and she thinks I'm, you know, a kindergartner. Just, just still. Wants nothing to do with it. She's like, "Go sit in the corner and eat your glue," uh, and then and then have a mic. Um, if you visited the new website or the Patreon or anything like that, all the verbiage on there is Mike's handiwork. I, I gave him bullet points, and man, he just uh, he he brought it all together in a vision. And so it's it's kind of a team effort, and um, I'm really enjoying what we're doing, and we're talking to some really cool people, and. Um, that's on both ends. That's not just the people we're interviewing. Uh, that's the people that check in every week, man. We, we would love to talk to you and have conversation. Uh, one day, hope to get to a point where we're going to have a listener meetup. We can just all shoot the breeze or go out to a range or hunt hogs from a helicopter. I think that's my ultimate goal for the show is if we could like all go hunt hogs from a helicopter and then go back and eat barbecue and then listen to Reed sing, you know, popped songs from the seventies. Hey, you know, I got an Alexa dot for Christmas. I've been I've been bringing up a lot of seventies music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 get prepared. A little Harry Chapin, a little uh, uh, who else? Uh, Jim Croce. Uh, I mean, the old Rush. I mean, so when they sang, did they sing in black and white too? Yeah, so was the guy with the face for radio. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, man, we're we're having fun, and uh, I think that conversation really turned it around to where we we could put out consistent content each week and try to get you guys uh, something each week. And uh, man, we if you're listening to this right now, listen to us ramble on an off episode show, uh, dude. We appreciate you being around. Uh, you're a part of this this whole thing that uh, you know I've been a part of for almost three years now, and Reed's been here from the beginning, and Anthony and Mike, and uh, the other hosts that have come and gone, and. Uh, for the record, I did reach out to Jake to try to get him to come on the show, but uh, he's enjoying his uh, pina coladas and Mai Tais in retirement. Uh, so he said maybe later down the road. So we'll try to get him back on. But you know, we've got some pretty pretty big dreams and things we want to do um, with the show, and we're seeing some of them come true. You know, I think the, uh, the, the thing that I noticed in this kind of end-of-the-year uh, reflection, trying to, you know, reach out to the listeners and find out what their needs and desires are. You know, I think that um, by and large, um, we had a huge, huge influx of interest of from companies coming on the show. And so that kind of pushed out this kind of, you know, banter type show that I think was a regular part of the, the, the lineup. And so I think a lot of the listeners started missing that. But, you know, I think that's, that's kind of, hard to convey the fact that we're really not at a point where we have um, a clearly delineated schedule. I mean, it's it's very opportunistic. Somebody says, hey, I can be there, you know, uh, to talk to you on Wednesday. And we're like, all right, we'll be there. And, you know, when they just start stacking up, you know, eight, nine, ten deep, you just take them as they come. And I guess sometimes we kind of overlook the 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 bread and butter of why we all started getting involved with the podcast. I mean, you know, I think all of us were listeners at one point and then just wow. kind of fr- missing the friends sitting around, you know, yeah, the yeah. table kind of shooting the breeze and, and talking every week. And so we're going to try to, the, the, the show is going to be balanted out. It, it, I have to, 
we there was like a five week period uh, where I think Reed and I recorded seventeen shows. Oh yeah. So we were we were working we were working through all that and and they're great shows. I mean, we've had some, you know, the, the next show that comes out after this, we're just releasing this on an off day, but um, we're gonna be talking to Sig. I mean, that was a great interview. Um, and then we've got, I, I still have Josh Waldron from Silencer Co. in the hopper. And we've got the three gun show in the hopper. We have Fortis Manufacturing. Um, we've got Troy Industries and a bunch of these other guys coming on uh, that you're going to hear over the next several months. We also are returning one of the most listened to uh, series that we did. And we're doing a, a new builder series, kind of updating it. So we've got some big things coming up. But there will be a balance, and I think what I've what we've seen from everybody is like a kind of a fifty fifty kind of deal, and that's what we're going to try to work with. We're going to try to make a fifty fifty balance come back. Now, will it always be like that? No, because sometimes Reed's going to get somebody's going to give Reed a barrel and three fifty seven pig, and we're going to do a ten week expose on everything about it, and we're going to learn the history about it and the the DNA and and the mm. specifics. And then he's probably going to sing some song that he's made up. About oh yeah, I've already got it all scheduled out. Like episode one is why I love the three fifty seven Sig, and you should too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, those those will all be you know quick releases that will. I'll tell Anthony to just kind of shelve them, but um, <laughs> you know we've got some cool kind stuff. Of push them over into the corner, you, you know, they come out eventually. Yeah, I just want I just want to remind you guys that back in the early days, I actually did post some of those episodes. I can post my own stuff. <laughs> I, I hear insurrection in the background. Don't forget, and we can easily that- delete it. <laughs> so. <laughs> or flag it as explicit because <laughs> that many mentions of 357 SIG borders on obscene. No, yeah, just just a little bit. And he does get it in in the SIG show. He does get 357 SIG in and absolutely talks about it. Yeah, so um, so that that's kind of the the view of the show, guys. Before we start talking about some other firearms related topics or firearms related topics, um, what uh, you guys have any input on it? You're going to have to ask that question again because we kind of segued very abruptly. Well, I was trying to move into actual content because we've done resolutions, where the show is, where the show's going. Uh, guys, do you have final thoughts on this segment before we jump into oh, some I of the see, firearm I stuff that we've seen? Yes. Much I clear. mean, was I, was I speaking clear English or were you still like the whole, you know, chariots of fire running to the beach towards a 357 SIG barrel? Oh, I was totally in my mind about the 357 SIG barrel. <laughs> Say 357 SIG and gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you have any thoughts? No, um, you know, it's going to be nice moving forward. We've, you know, again, it's nice that we're, you know, get making the contacts with companies. Um, it'd be nice to get, hopefully for me, for my part, you know, get to be on the show a little bit more. Cause I do enjoy it. It just, it gets hard with my schedule. Um, but you know, hopefully subject you guys to me a little bit more and get to hang out with the guys. We need to marry Anthony off to an older, more successful woman who can keep him home. <laughs> and then he can just do podcast stuff all day long. <laughs> Eligible candidates, please visit ar-15podcast.com and uh, submit your you know resume for uh, Anthony's betrothal. And three uh, years tax return so that we can verify you. <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to be picky. I'm just like, if it, if she's willing, I'm willing to listen. Well, I mean, we don't want Anthony to suffer because someone's going to be like, 
you know, yeah, the, you know, I'm the late shift hostess at, you know, the Waffle House. I'd like to marry him. That's not being a kept man. Man, you'd probably get a discount at Waffle House. Yeah, I'd break Waffle House if I had a discount there. <laughs> Mike, what about you, man? I know this is like the second time you've been on the show in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do enjoy coming on the show. We like Anthony. I'm kind of in the same boat. Sometimes I have an odd schedule and workload and whatnot. But I actually like the episodes where it's a little bit of a balance, like you said, where it's it's fun. It seems like you're part of the conversation if you're just listening in, like a bunch of guys are sitting around talking and having a good time. But then also some of the, the really content-heavy stuff is actually quite beneficial, which to Reed's point earlier, that's how I got involved with the show. I was a listener. Uh, my experience with uh, building firearms and tinkering with them is very limited, so that's how I actually found the show is I just Google searched some stuff and started listening to the episodes about the original build series, so... Uh, I think it's a good mix, and that's definitely a good approach. Nice. You know, I think even to this day, one of the 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 most remarkable things I keep going back to time and time again is, I don't know, some listener or one of the guys in the early days of the network asked me one time, how are you going to make a podcast out of the AR-15? You're going to run out of things to talk about pretty quick. <laughs> and uh what are we five years later <laughs> i don't know how we did it <laughs> but we we haven't run out of stuff to say yet i think we have a lot more to talk about absolutely maybe we'll have so another with, five years of content uh, i mean new things come out all the time and we got a shot show right around the corner and everybody told us that fourth quarter you know but well we can't talk about it until then so there should be a lot of Breaking news for Shot Show. So uh, some of the topics of the week. There's a bayonet lug that you can put a chainsaw on an AR-15. <laughs> you know, I'd like to talk about that. If if they could have a um, like a, a wireless mounted grip with uh, control for the chainsaw, I think I think I'd buy it. Yeah, you know? that'd be kind of awesome. You know, instead I, of all I think with Evil Dead, right? Is like, yeah, is like yeah. Boomstick. That or uh, Gears of War. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think the problem is, is you have to have something on your grip that'll control the, uh, the carburetor on your, on your chainsaw. It's just useless. I just want to see somebody with an actual chainsaw bayonet at, at a range. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would laugh and point what? at a guy holding a chainsaw rifle or I just tell you what. take a picture with him. What can we're going to do I, is we're going to make Michael that guy. We're going to get a chainsaw bayonet, and I'm going to make Michael go to a range while I secretly videotape the reaction of all the shooters around him. Yeah, all of a sudden YouTube bans a video because they get shot at the range for being a psychopath. <laughs> I, yeah, I, think I'll, I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> Carl, come on, Mike. I thought you were committed to the show. <laughs> I am if I can wear a suit like Ned Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about now we've we've bantered for a while. Let's talk about some actual firearm stuff. So, um Anthony, you have new laws regarding purchasing pretty much anything in California. Um so what is actually going on? You see the posts going around where uh Walmart's not selling ammo anymore. Um so what exactly is the new law that's passed out there? So, yeah, thanks to the uh, wonderful, wonderful population of the state of California, Proposition 64 became law. As part of Proposition 64, um, it pretty much banned the um, 
Well, pretty much what it's going to do is make it so that you have to pass a background check to buy ammunition. Um, now, is that every time you purchase? Every time. So it means that buying ammunition in the state of California is going to become ridiculously expensive. Now, now wait a minute. Can you can you give your buddy ammunition? Technically, no. <laughs> really? Under the... Um, yeah, so technically you all ammunition transfers have to be through an FFL. Um, even if you go to a shooting range, you're going to have to pass a background check to buy ammo at the range. Um, luckily, kind of, uh, that portion of the law is in effect right now. Um, starting the first of the year, anybody that sells ammo has to have a uh, COE, a certificate of eligibility from the state. Um, and surprise, California screwed up getting those out to all of the various, uh, ammunition vendors. So it's kind of illegal right now to sell ammunition in the state of California because nobody really <laughs> has the COE. Um, so yeah. Well, what about, um, what about mail delivery? So again, it's going to have to go through an FFL. So you would have to ship ammo to your FFL, and they can charge a reasonable fee um, for it. So it's a, like um, a profiteer fee, uh, pretty much. Uh, it's like JD and I were talking about me getting lowers in the state of California. It's like, yeah, we have you know friends of the show who would help me out, but at the same time, by the time I pay transfer fees and all. The stuff that you know any FFL is going to add on to it, I might as well just go and buy whatever they have on the shelf. Well, don't you think that's going to create a black market of people that are going to come into the state and sell ammo out of their trunks? No, not at all. That would never happen. <laughs> Law enforcement in the state of California is perfect, <laughs> and they want to enforce those laws, don't they? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, um, the sheriff for Kern County has pretty much said that he will not enforce any of the new state gun laws. Um, so that, at least for the time being, is good to know. Um, but, you know, it's one of those we'll have to see. Hopefully something will actually happen in the courts. I, You know, we've had this before because this this is is blatant, just blatantly unconstitutional remove it, it it makes it impossible for people who are not extremely motivated to get into shooting um so you know it sucks um see where it goes well, i don't know maybe the supreme court's going to take on california you think so mike i mean take the most no, gregarian like, or honestly draconian i i honestly think that there's probably going to be a challenge of some kind but just like the heller case the the big organizations like the NRA and the GOA and whatnot, they're probably going to wait for the perfect set of facts so that they don't waste their one shot at a, at a writ of certiorari to get in front of the Supreme court. But you uh, know, it's, on its, do what? I was going to say, I was so disappointed to see the, uh, the Peruta case not make it in front of the Supreme court. Cause that really was pretty, you know, that was a pretty good case. Um, you know, Peruta versus San Diego. I agree. I, I I completely agree with you. I was very disappointed that the Peruta case didn't get a gr granted a writ. But I feel like in this particular case, the Supreme Court is more likely to grant a writ in this particular case because there are situations historically where they, you know, they have effective or de facto bans on items that are perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. And 
in this case, I think it's a really easy, easy step to try and make that claim. And with uh, Justice Gorsuch on the court, I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to ignore such a widespread and far reaching state law. I mean, what do you think, Reed? I think absolutely. But, you know, of course, I, I contend that, um, that Roberts would rather have clear majorities than pluralities. And Definitely. I don't know that you're going to be able to get there with a lot of Second Amendment cases until we get another conservative justice on the, on the court after a, um, liberal justice steps down or dies. And, you know, you can't plan that. No, well, you can't plan one. You can, you can speculate conjecture on the other, though. I yes, mean, yes. politics aside, without commenting on the state of affairs of the nation, I, in this last election cycle, one of the things that I definitely looked at was, okay, so if Hillary wins, then likelihood these things will happen. I contend that if Hillary had won that election, you would see a bunch of the justices have retired immediately. So that yeah, yeah. She, she, and so now that that obviously didn't happen and Neil Gorsuch is the uh, the latest addition. Well, but think of it this way. What if Neil had been replaced by a, a liberal justice? Well, yeah. <laughs> that would have been the nightmare scenario, right? NC-17 rated dreams. No, like I'm, I'm good. I prefer <laughs> not to indulge in those types of apocalyptic <laughs> scenarios. I, I think your rating of that dream, you got it wrong because I, I think it, it would be like an R rated dream or something like that. The NC 17, I don't think uh, <laughs> R rating for your dream. I, whatever, whatever the worst can be, that's what it would be. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in the, we, we have a certain amount of time left. Um, in this particular administration to see if any of those justices die or retire, which, I mean, I don't think they'll voluntarily retire um, during... It would it would have to be something significant that took them down voluntarily, I think. I don't yeah. think they're going to voluntarily die either. I think, I think that's... Kind of... Well, that's usually involuntary. Well, yeah, oftentimes. Unless you're from Oregon, and we'll get to that. Right, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, like, isn't it somewhere <laughs> over there you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Well, you know, I thought California will have a ban on assault slingshots or some such. Well, that's where they're headed. Yeah, you know, wasn't in California where they had that guy that died and they found seven thousand firearms in his house he'd been collecting for decades. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's plenty more of where that guy came from. California can ban them all they want; they're still there. Yeah. All right, let's move north of California because uh, Reed was laughing earlier today. Um, I was born in California and then moved to Oregon, spent most of my life growing up in Oregon and uh, would didn't have to pump my own gas for forever until I actually left Oregon and uh, moved to Las Vegas about 14 years ago. But uh, now the, uh, the state of Oregon, I thought it was in just in some rural areas, but I guess it's everywhere um, that now you can you have the option to pump your own gas in Oregon, and the internet is exploding. No, no, no. The snowflakes in Oregon are exploding <laughs> on the internet. The internet thinks they're a bunch of morons. Yeah, well, they are. Lead, they are lead. You got to you got to give them over at the uh, what is it? The Gun and Gear Review, Anthony. Is that is that the show that we have on the network? Yeah. The Gun and Gear Review. They are actually led by the King Snowflake there in Oregon, Chad Wallace. So um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Crack oh, back wow. on my lower collection, dude. We'll we'll bring back the heat a little bit on you. So yeah. he is the king snowflake <laughs> up there in Oregon. And he is actually the one that is pitching the biggest fit about having to get out of his car, you know, slide, swipe your card in the thing, remove the gas nozzle, push which one you want, put it in your car. They, you don't even have to hold it the whole time. They've revolutionized it since Oregon passed this law. You just have to click the thing over. It'll automatically do it for you. Fill your gas tank. Click when it's done. Hang it up. Hit the receipt. You know, get back in your car and drive off. But people but, are worried they're going to have to. They're going to smell like gas or get cancer or. Are people in Oregon just unfamiliar with the procedure for pumping gasoline? I, well, I think it's so. More dangerous than it is. I, I, here's the deal: when I go when I go back home and visit family that's there, I don't think. You know, normally it's a 10-hour drive from Vegas back into Oregon, and I, I fill up. I get out of the car. I move the gas nozzle. I swipe my card. I put it in, and somebody comes out screaming at you. Uh, like, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. You know, you, I, my, I, I do it every every day, once a week, twice a week. It's all good. I haven't blown anybody up yet. I haven't lost my eyebrows. It's all good. But then I forget that, you know, okay, I'm back home, so somebody – is actually paid a, a wage. I doubt it's a living wage to fill up your gas tank. Now that, that's totally cool. That, that, it's a job. I get it. But now to see the whole, you know, the, the people in the state that are now have the option. I believe it's the option to pump their own gas uh, melting down like Chad. I mean, it's just. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's the same in New Jersey, too. I mean, it's been a long time since I went to New Jersey. And when I went, I was only there for a short time, like a week or two. But I think it's the same in New Jersey that you're not supposed to pump your own gas or maybe you're not even allowed. Well, they still have. That's that's probably because of the the guys with vowels at the end of their names. (laughs) You know what? I think the the only good thing out of New Jersey is Tony Simon. (laughs) I think Tony, Tony's hilarious. We should have him on the show. I tried to visit New Jersey once, but the governor closed the bridge, so I couldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen anybody run a full-service gas station in Texas since the 70s. You know, you know what would happen here in Texas if you had a full-service gas station? A guy would pull up into your station. He'd get out. He'd pull out the pump. And when the guy came around to pump his gas, somebody would be reaching for a pistol. Dude. Step back. Do not approach my car. Pretty much. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? <laughs> what is it with Oregon? I, I, I don't understand. I mean, that's like three, four decades beyond the pale. Really? They still have full-service gas stations? We have smartphones that can do everything, and people are complaining about pumping gas. That's mind-boggling to me. So but- I guess when – you know, the machine revolution comes, <laughs> everybody in Oregon is just going to pass away very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> there are good people in Oregon, minus Chad up in uh, the northern part. But you know, <laughs> it, it is, it is, it's one of those things. You'll find those laws everywhere. And I'm, the more, uh, the more that time goes by, I find that, and, and we have a lot of listeners in California, a lot of listeners in Oregon, a lot of listeners in Washington, and you guys know, it seems like it just gets crazier and crazier the closer you are to the Pacific Ocean. And uh, now up here on the left coast. No doubt. I love Oregon. <laughs> I love Washington. And I visit California quite often. But, man, it, it, it's getting a little crazy. They're, they're talking assault weapons ban uh, up in Washington State now. So, I mean, we've. 
talk to firearms companies up and down the coast and, and they're all there, they're bread and butter. And now, you know, California has gone the way it has and Oregon's not that far behind. And now Washington's discussing assault weapons bans. So, you I know, mean, I guess it goes along. Explain to me how uh, a region of the country is settled by hard nosed pioneers, salty sea captains, miners turned into such a waste of space. You know, I think, I think the problem is, is the West is so spread out um, that you have, it, there is a, a political divide and normally uh, the more you get into a big city like Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, you are going to see a different uh, type of political mindset. Yeah. When you get Cali- into the rural or places of Northern California and Southern Oregon, I tell you what, it, you know, I grew up with gun racks and shotguns and rifles in the back of your truck going hunting after school. You know, it's a different mindset from the city. Yeah, we see, yeah that's the way it was in Dallas is, when I grew up. California is run by three cities um, just because of so, the such students population. Well, I guess not three, you know, three cities, the three regions of, uh, you know, the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, um Los Angeles and Hollywood. And okay, then, wait a minute. You know, s- Bay Area, sea captains, miners. It's, it's, it's not. It's not there anymore. It's, it's not, not there. It's I, all. I know they pushed yes. them out. What, who let that happen? I want to know who let that happen. Why didn't those guys Valley. gun them down? Yeah, it's the development of Silicon Valley, and it's. Oh, uh, it happened long is, before Silicon Valley ever started. Silicon Valley is the only reason that the state of California is still solvent. You, well, if yeah. Silicon Valley didn't exist, California would have, as a state, would be bankrupt. Because all of those left coast theories and policies would have bankrupted long before the technology revolution happened. <clears throat> that is true. This is us not getting political. Well, that's not politics. Just for the record. <laughs> I just said I wasn't going to comment on the election cycle so much as the uh, just the Supreme Court position on the second amendment is the only politics I my toe in. You guys got me started. It's your fault. <laughs> well, actually, so, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rein it back in for a minute. Reed actually brought up something really funny that I, that's kind of jogged my memory about something I saw on YouTube when he's, when he's talking about the, uh, the gas station, how, if you did that in Texas, <laughs> the outcome would be a lot different. I don't know if y'all have seen this thing where um, it's like some clown prank thing where some guy dresses up like some killer clown and he has like a dummy and a hammer and he hits the guy in the head and his head comes apart. And I'm showing this to my cousin the other day and he had never seen it. He's like, holy cow, man, I can't believe how scary would that be? And I looked at him. I said, you know, that has to be someplace in Europe, right? And he goes, why do you think that? I was like, because if you did that in the United States, you would get shot for sure. (laughs) Like if you come after some, some guy in a clown suit, with a flamethrower, you know, I, I'm, I got even money that says that that probably wouldn't occur that way. I mean, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, <laughs> really, really what it boils down to all those, those spook and scare videos on YouTube. I, you've got to wonder if, you know, even if it's one out of every 10, you doubt they post it, but somebody's get clocked or something. Oh, yeah drawn on or somebody like and and what's your defense if you show something like that and you get shot because you're beating somebody with a hammer and this is your prank 
I don't know about you, but a sane jury, I mean, I'm going to find the dude that shot you not guilty. I'm going to find you guilty for being dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're all dressed up like a clown from The Purge, and then you expect people to just sit there and laugh at you or something. I, I, have you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you seen these videos? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I haven't seen that video. It's, oh, yeah. it's incredible. Like, they, they jump out of like you know parking garages and they have like the whole like dummy set up to look like a person and they chop their head off and it's it's crazy and you just like i sit here and i scratch my head and i'm like how has nobody killed any of these people like you know because they're not just in for texas that situation just for that situation i want a chainsaw bayonet on my ar true I, I want that clown to jump out and just hit a button it fires up and just be able to take care of the problem <laughs> There and there you have it, folks. The legitimate use case for the chainsaw bayonet. I, I guess we owe CNN an apology for clowning him so bad earlier. And I just want to point out that Reed is very considerate because he is eating right now and he has muted his mic. I was chewing on sunflower seeds earlier and decided not to mute my mic. But um, while he's muted, let's move on to the next big news this week. Did you guys see the new handgun reveal that everybody was not waiting for, or maybe everybody was waiting for? I don't know. But the uh, the full size Glock 17 with a Glock 19 slide on it. The was it the 19X? Mm-hmm. The 19X. Can you say anticlimactic? I mean, it was, I mean, I guess. Sorry, so, isn't that like having an iPhone 7S? <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, in my typical response. Sorry, it's a Glock. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Anthony care. only pays attention if it's Taurus or High Point. So. Nope. <laughs> I don't either of those. <laughs> no, I, look, I like Glock, but I don't understand what the point of them. Like, what what niche does the 19X fill? If I understand it correctly, it's the frame size of a 17 and a barrel length of a 19. But Oh, no, no. It has the lanyard hole. Right, because as a citizen, that's going to help you at all, right? <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's, um, that's important. I mean, we're trying to reintroduce old World War One technology. <laughs> well, I mean, for concealed carry, no less. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is this is them trying to catch the eye of the U.S. military, right? I mean, that that seems to be the the theme that I'm seeing. They're trying to get into that ball game uh, with the U.S. military. Am I am I wrong on that? Or well, I thought they missed the boat. I mean, now it's just little nickel and dime. Whoever wants to buck the system and has a budget. To buy Glocks, buys Glocks. I'm reading a press release. It says it was de- it, uh, the G19X was developed by the, for the military as a practical everyday pistol that will do whatever you need it to do, uh, whenever you need to do it, every time, in every condition, even if you hit the back of it with a hammer. <laughs> uh, I, I added that last part. <laughs> now, do you think maybe that's why they lost the contract? Because they decided to just make an... Uh, one gun that'll do any job as opposed to the modular gun that the government asked for? Could be. I mean, there's a lot of competition in it, and SIG got that contract, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 320. So, I mean, and I, I will say this. I have my 320RX. Um, I did buy a SIG pistol, so I have 27 HKs and one SIG. Um, I keep them in separate safes, so there's no cross-pollination. No trouble. No trouble. No contamination but, um, issues. I tell you, get getting the hands on that that full size three twenty and messing around with it a little bit. Uh, I haven't been able to shoot it yet. I I like the way it feels. So I mean, I could I could see all the things that you can do with it. And then looking at you know this 
19X, it is going to appeal to those that are that like Glocks. I have a Glock 17. Uh, it's a suppressor host. Uh, it's it's a good gun. I like it, but I'm I lean more towards the HK side of things with my everyday carry guns. And it's going to speak to the fans of that. I just don't see where this is new and exciting and, you know, worthy of all the hype. I mean, it's like it was re- like leaked. And then like three days later, Glock's like, it's coming. And it's like, everybody knows. <laughs> well, and like I'm a, I like Glock. I carry one. But what I don't understand is the width. It's at least in my opinion, the width of the firearm on a double stack magazine is what makes it difficult to conceal, not the length of the barrel. So chopping the barrel length off of a 17 frame, all you're doing is losing accuracy and, and power. You're not gaining anything by it. And they say, Oh, well you have plus two on the magazine. So you can put a Glock 17 magazine in a Glock 19. It doesn't, doesn't do any. I mean, it extends it the same way. And it doesn't cause any problems. I mean, I've heard people say that, but I've never, ever seen that happen. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Someone could prove me wrong on that. I'd be definitely willing to change my mind, but I've never seen it happen. Well, aren't there like a dozen mag extenders in the market that will extend the mag a couple rounds as well? Yeah, there's like 11 billion products on the market for that that will turn a Glock 19 into essentially the same gun for not $600, <laughs> right? You know, whatever. <laughs> and a lanyard hold. Like I said, I mean, so riddle me this for anyone who doesn't plan on open carrying, I suppose if you're going to open carry your pistol, then if you want to be really that guy, you could just attach a big lanyard to it so that in case you mistakenly unholster your weapon, leave it on the bathroom counter and then walk out, it'll drag behind you. It'll drag behind you like like toilet paper on your shoe. Like, hey, silly, you forgot your gun. It's over there. It's like skittering all in the tile, right? But, I mean, like that aside, what possible use could that be for, for a citizen? You're going to have a lanyard onto your shirt that's connected to your everyday carry pistol. Well, I mean, so if that, you want to dress up like a Mountie, <laughs> I mean, that's an absolute necessity. A little leather fold yeah, over look like I'm holster. In Poland, right? <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I really don't. You know, they did. They did release. Uh, I'm reading the release here. They did do a G34 Gen 5 MOS with the. You can add a uh, holographic sight to it. Um, kind of their. It looks interesting. I mean, it, it looks like they're they're jumping into that that market too to check that out. I'd be more excited about checking that out uh, on the G34 than I would be about this uh, G19X. What do you think about that Ruger carbine? Carbine. I think it's kind of cool. I am also not digging their MSRP on it. I kind of feel like it's a little bit much. You know, I think it's kind of cool too, but it's butt ugly. It's it's, it's <laughs> no yeah. no no. It's butt ugly. My, there goes having Ruger on the show ever. Yeah. <laughs> We've tried. Oh come on! They don't. They need. They need to appreciate a little constructive criticism. Don't make your guns look like butts. I don't. I don't get it, dude. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. What do you, don't you get? It, you're right. It, it's not appealing. It's not pretty. Uh, they could have done a better is. job. And you know what? I think I saw some commentary somewhere where somebody was saying, yeah, it's nothing he's really interested in. But if Magpul comes out with a, st- a, a stock kit for it, they'll be all over it. I mean, because what? Look, Magpul can design some stuff that looks cool. Well, it's It's a... Like the concept of the gun is cool because not a lot of people are doing 
something in that realm where it's the you know that nine millimeter carbine. Oh, no. You everybody you is. High point. They're just ARs, no, but on <laughs> on the AR platforms. So there are certain certain areas of the country that creates a problem. For California, this is technically a featureless weapon. Oh, doesn't it have to be on a list though. I will no. agree with that. It is definitely featureless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for you know, for states with uh, you know, states with any kind of assault assault weapon in quotation marks ban, um, this you know, this gun lacks the features of even you know, because I have a nine millimeter AR, and you know, this without having to do any funky stuff to it, it would not be considered an assault weapon. But couldn't you uh, make it prettier? And still make it featureless. Yeah, but I mean, featureless I did, doesn't mean ugly. Uh, I'm pretty oh sure it doesn't mean ugly. Oh my goodness! I was looking at the rimfire one compared to the nine millimeter. Oh, now you're talking <laughs> about the I would precision even let rifle. You date that? Like I would. We would. <laughs> we would step in. We'd have an intervention. Oh, I, didn't say, I didn't say I was going to buy one. I see the appeal in it, though. Ruger's been busy. They got a nine uh, Ruger security nine polymer pistol. They, they've got a bunch of stuff that uh, I'll be interested to see their booth at Shot Show. Um, we're not, we're not letting you go to their booth at Shot Show. No, we're going, and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny. Uh, there's a restraining order against you and Ruger. That's why they won't come on our show. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say this. I. I would say, on par, Ruger is probably one of the more prolific companies out there. Wouldn't you say? Mm, I'd agree. I mean, I think that they're they're consistently trying to stir it up. And, you know, win, lose, or draw, I think that that's how you become better. I mean, you, you don't become better because everything you do is a success. You become better because you do enough things that don't do well or that fail or that inspire other things. You gotta make mistakes. You gotta break a few eggs to create an omelet. That's a side charger. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you guys I'm buying a side charger? I buy. I bought another one. <laughs> no, I think you stopped telling us so that we'd stop making comments. Well, I I went to a New Frontier Armory to pick up a transfer. Shocking. <laughs> um, and so I was there. The Ivan, I believe, is the general manager. Um, he was showing me him and Nick were showing me the, this uh, build that they're building for a customer. And it's got a battle arms uh, development, their PDW stock on it. I think it's a four inch barrel, um, nine millimeter. It's on one of their C nine lowers with their side charger on it. And it is literally the most compact little truck gun I've ever seen. And just feeling it and feeling the, the way it, I was like, I got to have one. So uh, put me on the list next. And then Nick called me today and said uh, they've got everything except for the stock. So we're going to file the paperwork to SBR that and bring it home. I thought I was done with SBRs until, you know, I actually walk in the gun store and it's like squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to to do things, but uh, that's on the new frontier armory side charger and their C nine lower. And there we're giving away the 45, which none of us are eligible to win, by the way. That's um, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very unfortunate. It's, but we're it's eligible sick. to go buy one from a company that we're willing to support, Anthony. Yes. No, you guys are eligible to go and buy one. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. buy one. You just can't take possession of it. Hey, and I also want to give a shout-out. It's going to be a cryptic shout-out uh, to Nick, Brian, and uh, Dave, the owner of New Frontier Armory, that helped me 
with a Christmas project. So, uh, guys, I really appreciate uh, you making this work, taking this crazy idea and uh, helping me out with it because, uh, you know, Reed's getting up there in age and uh, I want to make sure that his final few months here with us you know, are, are joyful. And, uh, you know, before he starts forgetting, you know, who we are and stuff like you that. You know, I want you to know that everybody that actually sees me is like, oh, my God, you're not that old. They're all lying to you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a reason why there is a giving level that says the old salty iron sight club. Oh, what? You guys are trying to take care of my funeral expenses? <laughs> we, we, we just need a cardboard box, some barbecue briquettes, and some lighter fluid. All what good. do you mean lighter fluid? Kerosene. That's the way it's done, man. We'll just get you in that cardboard box, and then we'll, you know, put some uh, knockoff China iron sights that Mike gets us, and bam, put them on, and you're good. Why to go. I gotta be the one that gets the China stuff? <laughs> you got the hookups because you buy I'm the one cheap the worst, stuff. Weren't you guys just bagging on me because I'm the I'm the one with the least amount of tech stuff, and I'm the Asian guy on the podcast? Come on, yes, we had yeah, taken my back. Asian card away. Well, I'm sorry, you, you our- leave us lots of material, Mike. As a part of our, you know, core values as a podcast, we never identify anybody on their their race, their gender, their nationality, or their preferences or relationships. So, man, you just outed yourself. We didn't out anything. <laughs> I, I think that the fact that people can actually see the podcast makes it so that there's really not a whole lot of hiding. Well, you know, I mean, actually, even if I were actually to self-identify as a Viking, I don't think it would, anyone would buy that. But, but you know, technically they can't. What? Technically they can't what? Okay. We don't they share can't the video. See it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it on YouTube. What are you talking about? Oh, those like are old episodes. episodes. Well, I mean, after I started working on the show, I, I didn't go back and view them anymore because I'm here for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that, that there's any way for people to see them unless they're invited by us. Well, damnation. Yep. So you did. You, you did out yourself. Uh, Mike is the only, I believe, in podcast broadcasting. He is the only Asian Viking. Is that right? <laughs> the guy's got a killer beard. You yeah, check it out. The only Asian Rasta Viking. This is five days without shaving, fellas. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so shot shows. So shot shows coming up. Trying to, yeah, I know we're loose rounds and we're digging in the the ammo boxes. We're speaking, just hanging out. Shot shows coming up. Um, Mike. You haven't been invited this year. Um, Mike, Mike's uh, invited. He just couldn't come. <laughs> but is there something you're looking forward to hearing from Shot Show? Um, nothing comes to mind offhand. I'm always really curious to see what the, the biggest buzz generates. But I, I haven't heard about anything where I'm just dying for it to come out. Maybe something yep. from IWI. I'd like to see if there's any upgrades to the X95. Well, apparently there was something about a. Th- I heard something about a three hundred eight Tavor that may have. I may have be making that up. <laughs> that I know that's a big wish for the Tavor crowd. Speaking of, I do not have a Tavor anymore. Hey, uh, Anthony, I know they just legalized pot, but really that quickly? <laughs> uh, Wait, what? Did you see this? Going back to the California topic, did you see the signs that somebody put up? Uh, you know, welcome oh, to, yes. you know, the welcome to illegals at MS 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I because that's on the way from Vegas to yeah. No, no, somebody put California. that up on the ten. Yeah, the ten I, coming out of Vegas. I'm like, that's uh, that's pretty. It's that's a fifteen kind of coming out of Vegas. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, actually. Whoever it did is. that, whoever did that, if 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 you well, apparently that wasn't the only place that it happened too. Apparently, it happened at a couple of other entrances to the state of California, Man. like fairly <laughs> spread out. Like there were people who had planned this in advance. You know what that means? You know what? Props to it's you. a conspiracy. We need to talk to the conspirators. <laughs> Protect their identities? No, I think that they should come on the. Well, no, I guess we could if they want to be protected. But man, if that was me, I'd be all about it. <laughs> uh, I think that's. And then we should co-op the hashtag Me Too, so that we get one conspirator. <laughs> so what do you guys? Okay, so Anthony three hundred eight from the Tavor. Uh, I know that's a big on the wish list. It, it could quite possibly happen. Um, IWI's on the list. Uh, to talk to you about the X95 and some of the other stuff they've got coming out. Uh, anything else that you can think of? Um, no, not nothing, you know, crazy particular that comes to mind. Um, you know, it'll be nice to see some of the people that we've, uh, you know, talked talk to over the years and see some of the new stuff that's out. Um, and, uh, you know, just what, you know, what's new and even some of the stuff that's been out for a while, just get hands on it. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess kind of going back earlier in the show, something that I want to do this year, I don't quite know if it's a resolution, but uh, I want to build out an AR in an odd caliber, you know, an AR-15. Um, kind of talk, thinking about, you know, when you guys had the uh, Mad Dog guys on, that uh, 277 Wolverine, mm-hmm. I think is what it was. Uh, sounded, I was just talking to somebody about that today. <laughs> sounded really appealing. Um you know, just so, something different. Um, and a lot of times, you know, walking through shots so unintentionally, you see things that are uh, new or you just hadn't considered before. So that's that's always fun to go and see. I, I want to see someone who makes a sharp left instead of a, you know, a right with the pack. I want to see the thing that just kind of, you know, is a deviation from where everybody else thinks it, it all should go who, who just hits the nail on the head. Oh, by the way, Anthony, IWI has that Tavor 7 on, the 7.62 Tavor 7. So gotcha. You, you, okay, you I wasn't, weren't dreaming wasn't that. crazy. <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, – we will be, I think, meeting up with the Mad Dog Weapon Systems guys at uh, SHOT um, along with several other people. I'm not sure we're going to see that innovation this year. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is a, a lot of firearms were sold this year. Um I'm not sure we're going to see a crazy amount of innovation. I think we're going to have a few that surprise us. You know, some of the people we've talked to have told us that they've got stuff coming. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to see what they've got and visit with them. Uh, I do know this. Anthony and I are going to have those microphones in that recorder from day one when we're out there. Normally, we wait till day two to start recording stuff. But we are going to try to hit as many uh, people that we know and as many people as we don't know uh, and get uh, what they're doing and what's going on and bring that to you guys uh, probably at the end of every day and, and have it release. So we're probably looking at four or five shows during the week of shot show, including you know what? Uh, a regular release. JD, I just have to interrupt you right now. Uh, that is not actually true. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to have the mics running 24 seven, just hoping to catch another solo um, uh, trip down uh, 1970s memory lane by yours. Truly. 
And I don't know that I am going to give them or indulge them in, in their efforts. Uh, I'm, I'm just done for the haters. Yeah, well, JD, we got a sidebar and talk about the CD we're going to get for, you know, my car and your truck. It'll just then to start singing along. Um, we you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't give us fresh audio, we'll just auto tune last year's <laughs> song and, and release it as a remix. Oh, remix. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> and put it out there. But uh, we're going to be busy uh, doing stuff. We're also going to release a regular show, too, um, on uh, the Monday of SHOT Show. So those that uh, are a little tired of hearing us drone on and on about shooting other people's weapons and other people's ammo and freezing our butt off in Boulder City uh, and then walking around the SHOT room floor, we will have regular content that week. Um, So I think – I I don't think anything sticks out. I think I'm just excited to go back and and after having two under my belt – this is our third one, right? Well, and you're you're in such better health. Yeah, I think this is going to be a phenomenal show for you. So I'm looking forward to that too, um, being able to get around and, and do things a little bit better. But um, I, I'm pretty excited to, to to just maximize the time that we have there because we're all taking time off from our day jobs to to make this happen. So I think it'll be a pretty cool uh, shock <laughs> show for us. And uh, hopefully making some of those connections, bringing people on, and then bringing you guys the products uh, that we do uh, to give away. We're, we're trying to get several rifles to give away this year. Uh, kind of, I don't know, just a compilation of uh, people that have been on the show and supporters of the show that are, that are willing to give their stuff, uh, their name, to put on a rifle to get into your guys' hands. Um, so we've got several of those planned, too. So looking to make more of those connections. And if there's somebody you want us to talk to... Um, you can drop us a comment uh, on the new website, ar-15podcast.com. There's a, a contact the show link there, um, and you can uh, submit who you want us to talk to. It goes right to our email, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, anything else? Any other comments on shot, guys? You know, no, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to kind of get ahead of everything that's going to happen there because really, unless you are – you know, one of the uh, industry heavyweights, you probably don't have any clue about, you know, what's going on in the back rooms and behind the curtains of all the companies that we talk to. Yeah, so we try to move that curtain just a little bit and let you see back when we're able to talk to him. Um, I think we'll do one last story here and then uh, wrap up the show. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but did you hear about the um, the guy in Los Angeles they called 911 um, to police in Wichita and made up some bogus story, and it ended up uh, swatting yeah. uh, over a video game. And, I did. Uh, a young yeah. man lost his life. What are your thoughts on that, Reed? You know, I, I think that it's astonishing that we've reached a point where individuals have been raised by adults to the point where they think that that's okay. That, I don't know wasting those resources, you know, pulling a prank that is that dangerous and, um, and really being that malicious over something that is so insignificantly inconsequential, a video game. I'm astonished. I mean, you know, this guy isn't going to get the justice he deserves, but I certainly hope that he gets convicted for what is essentially a homicide. You know what? This, uh, I'm reading this article um, from MSN on it. 
there was a YouTube channel that covers gaming that actually interviewed the guy who is claiming to be the person who made the swatting call. The interview suggests that the dispute was between two online gamer, gamers over this, a dollar fifty wager. Oh, a guy lost a buck, his life for that. Hmm. A buck fifty. And the guy that got killed, by the way, doesn't play video games. He just happened to live at the address that the guy gave. Mm-hmm. So when you really think about this, to me, I, so I heard that story. Of all the really terrible things that you hear in the news, you know, you, we made reference to the October 1 shooting earlier, you know, the massacre and all the, the ones that are like it or quote like it, <clears throat> et cetera, you know, bad guys from overseas, et cetera. This to me is the most terrifying thing because the articles that I read made specific mention that the homeowner was quote, unarmed. Well, what does it matter if he was? I, for my part, and I'm, and I'm I would, at least a dollar fifty, that probably y- y'all too, or and some of our listeners probably wear guns in their homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally had a, a situation where the police came to my house mistakenly, and you know they drew me outside, and I'm not here bashing on the cops. They, you know, they did what they. they it was a very humongous mix-up, but I had my I had my pistol on me, and I didn't know who they were. I definitely wasn't expecting the police, and that very easily could have turned into an epic disaster in a hurry. Uh, if they had screwed up or if I had screwed up or something like that. And to me, that's just terrifying. And, you know, as far as what I hope happens to that guy, I'm not going to say it on air because apparently this is a family friendly show, but I'm, let's just say it isn't nice and it's definitely beyond rated R. Well, I don't know. There, there is, there is no explaining how senseless tragedy like that is. And, and geez, I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you even move past that? Something that comes out of left field. I mean, you're not doing anything wrong. You're living your life. And then the next thing you know, you're on your porch and you're dead. In front of your family, no less. Mm-hmm. Like, they gunned him down in front of his family, which, um, you know, I'm not commenting on. I wasn't there. I, there's no footage of it as far as I know, I, or at least I haven't seen it. So I'm not commenting on the police procedure or anything, but just the outcome of it is terrible. Well, I mean, you know, you can go on and on about police procedure all you want, but the simple fact is, is that a guy calls in and says all of this horrible stuff that he's done or doing or getting ready to do, the police are going to go out there and intervene. That sure. was what they they set out to do, to intervene in something that was heinous. Mm-hmm. And what do you say? He, he already killed his dad and he was going to set his family on fire? Yeah, oh, something All that stuff, yeah. I mean, really? So if, how are they supposed to react? Uh, they were already spun up. The guy that made the phone call did that. Mm. Yeah. Somebody I mean, you can't straight up Randy Bolton on him. <laughs> <laughs> and we've come full circle. <laughs> Man, I, I hate to end on a downer, but that was just one of the stories that came up this week. So we covered Ruger, Glock, uh, pumping your own gas in Oregon. <laughs> uh, California, you know, their ammo stuff. And then this swatting thing. Um, man, so, uh, I, I think Congress ought to pass a law that says that if you use the uh, uh, telephone uh, through interstate uh, communications to do swatting, that it's a federal offense. It, if somebody yeah, dies, you ought to go to a supermax or the chair and the whole, or the other. The whole SWAT again. The whole swatting thing is is you know really it's it's. You know, it starts as, you know, gamers trying to get back at each other pretty much for the lulls, Um, you know, and it's just like there's no it's just senseless. There's no reason that just 
Well, yeah. uh, what do you expect it's is like going to happen? I saw the story yeah. and I'm just like, mm. go and like. Foreseeable consequences. So they should know better. Oh, that's definitely a Paul's graph thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, for sure. Which, I mean, it's, I think the case for reckless endangerment could easily be made there. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, make it a Matt. capital crime if somebody dies in the commission of a felony and somebody dies, you're guilty of the murder. Guilty mm-hmm. of murder for yeah, the death. Easily. You're using the stick of government to 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 enforce what a dollar fifty bet or Jeez, to intimidate, to extort people. To I mean, that's that's essentially what you're doing. You're embarrassing someone. That's what you're trying to do. That's a that's a oh my god. It's mm. there there are words that are government resources. Throw the book at him. And, and think about that. think about the SWAT team member that pulled that trigger. Yeah, yeah. that guy's that guy's damaged. That that guy. I mean, goodness. For him, I mean, I mean, being in that situation, him or her, whoever it was, but to be in that situation when just ridiculously not even necessary, not not even in the scope of reality to be something that it should be socially or humanly or even morally acceptable to pick up the phone and do. I mean, and a guy it, loses a life, and it's your fault. Wow. I, I, I don't know I, how do you, how do you come back from that. I mean that's like a career ender to me. I think that that would be a career ender for that that officer. That's that's hard. Hopefully that hopefully that guy has a very strong support system around him. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's just it, oh, man. Because sometimes life will throw stuff at you like that. I mean, and you know, it just comes out of the left field, out of the blue like that. I mean, dudes in Los Angeles, this guys in Wichita. Our world's so connected and close these days through technology and digital age. I mean, look at this podcast we're in three different states you know thousand miles away from each other able to talk to each other um but really being able to reach out and touch somebody and change somebody's life for the better or in this case for the worse several lives it's just a, a responsibility that some shouldn't be trusted with well you know here's the thing that 20 year old 28 year old kid he is supposed to be a grown-ass man he is supposed to know better I think seven-year-olds ought to know better than that. Mine does. Dude, my my eight-year-old knows not to call nine one one unless it's an emergency. If my if my nine-year-old has or eight-year-old has a, a gaming dispute, he calls me. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't call the police. So uh, it's it's unfortunate. So it Reed, is. because we ended on this story, I feel like we need something to lift us up. So uh, why don't you uh, sing us a, a rendition of Oh Danny Boy? Yeah, it's not. That's that's not my repertoire. <laughs> Do you have the lyrics? I can lip sync. What a what would be in Reed's repertoire? Like the Humpty Dance or something? <laughs> um, no, no digital underground. Uh, how about how about Rush's Limelight? Led Zeppelin. Like Ten years gone. Uh, you got any Run DMC? Uh, I wasn't a big Run DMC guy. Uh, let's let's pull something from uh, Anthony's. Anthony's music goes, you got anything from One Direction? <laughs> Backstreet Boys? Things we can make happen. All Boys to Men? We could happen with Google Music. No, no, we, could just drop, we could just drop it in there a little bit. Reed could, Reed could be singing some NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Just like that. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pass, guys. I'll, I'll let right. you catch me in, in, uh, in my natural element when I'm out there in Vegas. It sounds On good. On behalf of the listeners, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, this has been the first episode. I, I don't know if we'll do it. One, we'll probably try to do it once a month. Uh, basically, just us going to shoot the breeze and uh, talk about some topics in the firearms world and, and maybe even some other topics, but uh, the things that are going on. So uh, this has been the first episode of Loose Rounds. Um, I think every show up until SHOT Show is taken care of. So with that, uh, if you are going to be in Vegas at SHOT Show, uh, connect with us. Contact us. We'd uh, love to get together with you, uh, whether you're a vendor, listener, uh, shop owner, Cerakote operator, you know, whoever you are, Elvis impersonator. I mean, it's all good. Um, we'd love to connect with you um, if you're out here. Uh, our schedule is pretty free at night, I think, for most nights, um, but we're busy during the day doing stuff. Um, if you have somebody you want us to see at SHOT Show and ask specific questions, um, read the email is ar15.podcast at gmail.com. That's ar15.podcast at gmail.com with people you want us to talk to, questions you want us to ask. Uh, please, anything, any realm. It doesn't have to be AR related. We're going to try to cover as much as we can AR wise and then sneak in a few of uh, the uh, non AR related topics too. Visit the new website, ar-15podcast.com. That's ar-15podcast.com. You can support the show there. Sign up for the contest. Click the contest link. Um, It's right there on the top. Click it, and it'll take you to the sign-up. One entry per person, please. And uh, somebody will be taking home that new Frontier Armory uh, C45 side-charging pistol. Um, If you're looking for Cerakote work or a custom rifle build, contact RTT Firearms. They're giving a discount to AR-15 podcast listeners. And um, if you want to find out more about the heritage of the Asian Viking, uh, you can always <laughs> contact Michael, who is not paying attention right now. And uh, he will give you a full rundown on the lineage and who begat who and how the begatting happened uh, for our favorite Asian Viking. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I guess with that, we're going to call this one a show. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.